0: Oh, baby, we are going to have some fun today. What's up, everybody? Welcome into a new episode of the Two Stripes podcast, the podcast that covers everything happening in the world of college football. My name is Colton Denning, and I am your host. Thank you for listening to today's show. It's Sunday, February 20th, 2022. We are just under 190 days until the 2022 college football season starts. I think it's 189 days to be Exact. So we still got a long way to go, but we're making progress as we head towards, slowly head towards, the 2022 season. And uh, like I talked about on the other last episode, uh, there's just not a lot of stuff going on right now. But I'm here today for a short episode. This one's gonna, I'm gonna try to be about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, not anything too crazy. Uh, I'm sure you can tell by the title what I'm gonna talk about today. We'll get to that here in a second. Before I start the show, uh, if, you're fir- if it's your first time listening, excuse me, I'm going way too fast here. If it's your first time listening, uh, thank you for listening to the show. If you're a returning listener, thank you. Please make sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, leave a review, leave a star rating, follow along on Spotify. I guess you can actually leave star reviews on Spotify now, too. I'm the only one that's left a star review on my Spotify. So if you see a five there, that was me. So please join me in leaving a star rating on my Spotify. It doesn't have to be a five. It can be whatever you think about the show, but that gives me the feedback to let me know what you guys think about it. So do that there. And you can listen on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash two stripes pod. And also visit the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Colton Denning for more throwback highlights. uh, Another cool video coming this week on the channel, and then subscribe to twostripecpd.com. I'm doing Throwback Player of the Week. Each week did Roy Williams from OU last week. Uh, I got Santana Moss coming up this week, so check that out there. All right, that's me rubbing my hands together. I'm doing the Birdman hand rub right now because, again, I'm sure you can tell from the title what I'm here to talk about today. And again, I'm going to keep it short, but I am here to talk my shit, baby, because it was a great week on the news front for me for the college football playoff, because earlier this week, college football playoff executive director Bill Hancock announced that uh, there will be no playoff expansion until at least 2026. So what do we have? 2022, 23, 24, 25, four more years of the four-team playoff, and if you know anything about me, you know that I am a strong, strong believer in the four-team playoff. So I was hooting. I was hollering. I could have done a cartwheel if I could do a cartwheel when I heard this news that the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Pac-12 all voted against playoff expansion. I am dancing on the grave of all of the playoff expansion truthers out there. Uh, and you know what? If you prefer eight teams or 12 teams, whatever, I'm not gonna argue with you. You're totally entitled to that. You're, you're wrong. You're 100% wrong. You're dead wrong, but you're entitled to be wrong. And I respect that. I respect you for your wrong opinion. This is all subjective. Nothing about this is objective, but you're wrong and I am going to talk some shit about that, because the 14 playoff, for all of its flaws, and trust me, even though I like the 14 playoff and think it's the best avenue to determine a champion with what we have in college football, it has its flaws. The selection committee as a whole, just the idea of what the selection committee is, who they are, who's on that panel, and what they do is extremely flawed, and if I have one complaint, one big complaint with the playoff. It's that the selection committee is bad. They need more representation from G5 schools. They need different voices. Uh, Maybe they need people from outside of the sport who are involved uh, in other sports in these sort of capacities. I don't know. Something to spice it up. They need a different panel because it's clear that the people who are on that panel, at least some of them, are out of touch. And we've uh, seen the fight that Cincinnati has gone through the past couple of years, and I know that they got in this year, but that was just a dog battle for them to even get some respect. We saw it with UCF. We've seen it with other conferences, and for the most part, I think that they get it right with the four teams. I don't really think you can go back and look at more than a couple of teams, if that, where you could say, oh, those guys got screwed by getting left out of the playoff, Um, and again, if you disagree with that, that's totally that's totally fine with me. You are entitled to that opinion if you like 8, if you like 12, if you like 16. If you like 16, no, you're not entitled to that opinion. That's objectively bad. But if you like 8 or 12 or whatever, 6, you know, that's, that's okay. But I think for the most part, the playoff gets it right. The process needs to change. The committee needs to change. We need new voices. But for is probably the best option. And I know that that isn't a popular opinion, especially amongst like college football Twitter or college football reporters who I want to talk about next year because I want to go through some of the objections to uh, the four teams. And I think I hit on one of them with just the committee and and how flawed that whole process is and how biased, I guess, for lack of a better word, that that whole process can be. And I'm looking at two articles that The Athletic uh, posted the other day, because this happened, I think on uh, the 18th. So this was two days ago. So whatever that was Thursday, uh, and this is by Chris Vanini and David Ubbin, both guys who are respected college football reporters, uh, guys who I disagree with in this instance, but they, um, they, they each wrote articles about why this is a bad thing. And Vanini said, uh, it was, what was his word for it? Another embarrassment for college sports leadership. Uh, I don't know about that given everything that happens in college uh, sports that's actually like real life bad. I don't know if embarrassing is the right word. And David Ubbins said that fans are the biggest losers as college football embraces its problematic status quo. Again, uh, not sure if problematic is the word I would go with, with uh, the playoff in regards to college sports when uh, there's so many other actual bad things that happen in college sports that like affect people's uh, real lives in a bad way. But that's a topic for another day. But I wanted to talk a little bit about their objections and why, uh, why they're wrong. Uh, so just looking through the Chris Vanini article, and again, you should check these out. Um, he wrote that, and I'm quoting verbatim here, look, college football isn't about who wins in the end. Not really. That's why the sport spent a century letting voters pick multiple champions. It has almost always been decentralized and regional. Your Bama fans, Clemson fans, Ohio State fans can point to a national title as the end goal, but that's not the case for the vast majority of fans. Expansion wasn't about changing who wins in the end. I wrote that on New Year's Eve after another set of semifinal blowouts. It was about changing what matters and what we focus on. ESPN, JM, CFP talk into every conversation about the sport, and an attempt at centralization for an unwieldy sport with 130 FBS teams. So the possibility that more than 30 teams could be in the conversation in November in an expanded format was enticing. Sorry, that was a lot, and I didn't mean to just straight up read two paragraphs there, but my biggest takeaway from that was you have somebody writing about why this is bad, but they're saying expansion wasn't about changing who wins in the end. So what are we doing here? What are we doing by adding, I don't know, Pitt to the playoff when they have two losses? What are we doing by adding a three loss Pac-12 team who is 13th or 14th in the country just to make their fan base feel good and give them a shot of like, hey, we might be able to beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Is that a win? Because I don't think it's a win. And transitioning to the David Ubbin article, it was more of the same thing that More playoff spots, and again, I'm reading verbatim here, more playoff spots would mean more fans seeing their team play on a big stage in meaningful games that can turn a great season into a special season. A larger field likely won't change the outcome and makeup of the Final Four, but it can add new faces and flavors to the competition to reach it. Yeah, I'm really sure we're going to be saying that after one of those aforementioned three lost Pac-12 teams loses 58 to nothing to Alabama, and that wouldn't be the score. They'd score a little more than that. And Alabama probably wouldn't put up 58. They'd put in their second string at some point. But you get what I'm saying. I'm being over the top there. I'm putting a little spice on it. And again, this idea that uh, more playoff spots means more fans are engaged to it. And no, it wouldn't change the outcome. If it doesn't change the outcome, what are we doing? And there's no way to do that because college football doesn't have a draft system. It doesn't work like the NFL. College football is what college football is and what it has always been. You recruit, and when you recruit well, you're probably gonna win. The same teams are probably gonna win. We've always known that about college football. And I, I get like I don't I don't wanna make this, a, uh, we've always done it this way. So it's the right way. No, that's just how it works, man. That's the, because there's no draft system. It is what it is. It's not the NFL. And I think Vanini brings that up. It's like, it's not the NFL and it shouldn't be the NFL. Okay. Then why are we trying to make it like the NFL then? It doesn't make sense to me. And this idea that just adding other teams to the playoff, Uh, to appease their fans or appease whoever, to give it new flavors, quote-unquote, is going to change anything, I disagree with. We can't really prove that because, again, it's subjective. But I just don't really understand that argument when you're already cutting your argument off at the knees by saying it's not going to change the outcome. So what are we doing here? We're just making other people feel happy that their team has a chance when they really don't? That doesn't really make any sense to me. And that's just one piece to it, because when you really look at it, and I went through a whole Twitter thread about this back in December when they they named the four teams, when you look at past the top four teams almost every single year in the playoff era, it's already played itself out because that's what college football does. This year, the top eight was Alabama, Michigan, Georgia, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Baylor, and Ole Miss. Notre Dame was fifth. They already lost to Cincinnati, so that takes care of that. That was, that was a playoff game in the regular season. Ohio State, they had two losses. They already lost to the number two team in Michigan. That took care of itself. We don't need to see Ohio State in the playoff. They lost in their playoff game to Michigan. They didn't win their conference. They didn't win their division. We saw that playoff game. Number seven, Baylor, already had two losses. They weren't worthy of being in. Number eight, Ole Miss, two losses. Already lost to number one, Alabama. That was a playoff game. There needs to be a better way to determine the four teams than what the committee currently does, but four teams is perfect. 2019, LSU number one, Ohio State number two, Clemson three, Oklahoma four. Four pretty good teams. I would say that that was a pretty cut and dry playoff. At five, six, seven, and eight, you had Georgia, Oregon, Baylor and Wisconsin. Georgia was number five, two losses, already lost to the number one team in LSU. They were done. Number six, Oregon, already had two losses, they were done. Number seven, already lost twice, Baylor. They lost twice in the regular season to Oklahoma. Well, regular season and the conference championship. Why would Baylor need to be in the playoff again? They already lost to a team twice that was in the top four. And number eight, Wisconsin. They lost twice to Ohio State in 2019. They lost, they had two chances at a playoff game and lost both of them, and they had three losses total. I get that, and I can go on and on about 2018. Go back and look at the, the playoff rankings before the semifinal games, before the national championship game, in each of the last, I guess, whatever it's been, eight or nine seasons since the playoffs started. And you will see that... Between 5 and 12 or 5 and 14, whatever number y'all want to come up with of what we should expand to, at least four or five of those teams are in those positions because they already lost to teams in the playoff. That's what the regular season is for. If you want new flavor in the playoffs, win the regular season games against the teams that make the playoffs, and then you will get in. The way the committee works sucks. Their rationale, the way that they've treated G5 teams in conferences, sucks. I don't agree with that. It's bad. But four teams, for what it is, for all of its flaws, is the best way to do it, in my opinion. But look for yourself. Go through the history, and you will see uh, a bunch of teams that have already lost. And there's there's outliers, like in 2018. I'll at least admit that, 2018. UCF, because I'm looking at that season right now, they were 12-0 and they were 8th. They were behind a Michigan team with two losses, uh, an Ohio State team whose only good win that year was against Michigan, and they lost to Purdue by like 30, and a two-loss Georgia team. UCF, I don't know if they deserve to be in, but they should have been in the conversation more. That's where, to me, the biggest issue is representation on the committee and having multiple voices In the committee to fight for these conferences and these teams where you don't have uh, an undefeated UCF team who was pretty damn good behind teams with a bunch of flaws but are brand names and have one or two losses. So, yeah, there's definitely exceptions. There's always going to be exceptions. There's always going to be teams who get left out. Uh, People call it a straw man, or I don't know if I'm using that right, but. Uh, whenever this comes up, it's like, well, uh, you guys could get uh, 12 teams and the 13, you'd be pissed off that the 13th team didn't get in. And I think that that's true because the 13th team, you could have a scenario where they've won like their last eight games. They, they started the season 0-2, but they've won their last 10 and they're the hottest team in the country, but they're ranked 13th and they get left out. And you hear like, oh, nobody would want to play them. The whole season counts, man just because you lost in September and you've played your ass off the last three months of the year, uh, the whole season counts. I don't know. I'm rambling at this point because I just think that a lot of these arguments for expansion are nonsensical. If you want to expand and just say like, Hey, this will make the most money. And uh, we want to appease fans who uh, think they have a shot when they really don't, then just say that. And I understand that eventually it's going to expand. When this is over, people are going to whine and they're going to bitch and they're going to complain that it isn't fair and it's not right. Eventually it'll expand. I get that. I'm, I'm not naive enough to think that it won't, but you can damn well bet that for the next four years, I'm going to be laughing my ass off at everybody who whines about this every single year when it plays out during the regular season. More often than not, we get the right four teams. You can argue about the seeding. You can argue about uh, whether G5 teams don't get enough respect. And I agree with you there. But for the most part, man, it's the best way to handle it. We just need some new voices in there. And I think the history speaks for itself. Uh, if If you're tired of watching Alabama win or Georgia win or Ohio State win or Clemson win, um, welcome to college football. Welcome to the history of the sport. I don't, I really don't know what to tell you. And if that turns you off from it, I I totally get it. If you're not a fan of one of those teams, I am. So it's all about the national championship for me every single year with Ohio state, but I also root for Colorado. I'm also a fan of college football in general, and it's about more than the national championship. You want to fix what's going on right now and how everybody only talks about the playoff. Well, that's on ESPN. You got to shift the focus of what it is. These guys writing these articles, uh, again, David Ubb and Chris Vanini, two really good reporters for The Athletic. Uh, you want more of the focus to not be on just who wins the national championship. Write different articles on different teams and emerging players, emerging stories around the country. I don't think it's as simple as that, but at least it's a start. And ESPN deserves a lot of the blame for this and just solely focusing on two things all year being the playoff and the Heisman. And if they shifted that focus and took game day to other places other than Athens or Columbus or Tuscaloosa or like the five places they visit every single year, if we got visits to middle Tennessee state when they're good or like UTSA against UTEP last year when I think both of those teams had one loss that's what makes college football awesome those stories but that's on ESPN to do there there's not a lot that like average Joe Schmo fan you and I can do about that that's up to ESPN and the people who decide these things about the health of the sport to take care of and I think that it not that it doesn't make you a real college football fan if all you care about is the national championship that's that's fine, whatever, but that's the difference between the NFL and college football and those fandoms is like relating it back to me again, if Ohio State goes twelve and one or has the season that they did last year, that could be a really disappointing year for me and other fans, and it was. But if Colorado wins six games, I would be over the moon to see them play in the New Mexico Bowl. And that has nothing to do with the playoff or the national championship or even a Pac-12 championship. That's what makes college football awesome. So there isn't like this one size fits all. Oh, it only it only matters about the playoff. No, I think we all understand that college football is much more than that, but it needs to be presented as much more than that and that's where the fans miss out because again even these writers uh who I think are great I wanted to like I'm overstressing that because I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm taking shots at them uh write about something else man if, if you want the focus to be about something else write about something else make it interesting make it interesting for the fans let us know why we should care because there's a lot of really cool things to care about in college football and college athletics outside of just the playoffs. So that's my rant on that. Uh, I I think that there's just a lot of general crying, honestly, and whining and bitching and moaning when it comes to playoff expansion talk. And the only thing I hear about why it would be good is, oh, it, it gets everybody, it gets more people involved. But if they don't have an actual chance, what does that mean? What does that mean to just see Pitt get blown out? And I get that the Counterpoint to that is like, oh, all the semifinals are blowouts anyway. Yeah, and and that's fine. If you think that, uh, what do you think is going to happen with teams ranked twelve spots below those teams if there are blowouts in that one? So uh, that would be my only counterpoint to that. I don't know what you do about semifinal games that are blowouts right now between these top four teams. I think that that's just kind of is what it is. But I I think that um, college football media, ESPN. You need to do a better job of promoting literally anything else than the playoff and you will have people interested in maybe you don't get a complete fix of it, but you're going to kind of change how people view college football rather than uh, just playoff, just Heisman, just draft too. that. Those are the three big ones I'll add in draft there too. When you have um, these analysts during games between like, Ohio State and Michigan State. I go back to this one back in 2020, and I think it was Dan Orlovsky just spent the whole broadcast talking about Justin Fields and what his NFL uh, acumen was or like where he would be drafted. No one cares. You have that base of NFL people who care and only watch because of that. But as college football fans, I don't want to hear NFL talk on a college football broadcast for three hours. Please find another angle. Please find another route. You can talk about draft in February and March, but don't do it in November. I don't care. College football has always been about more than just the national title, more than just the playoff. Uh, and I just don't understand why people are finally, like, ranting against the playoff that are like, I've realized that it's, it's more than that. It, it needs to change. Like, it's, it's always been more than that. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to take a victory lap here. That, that's my long rant here. I don't even know what, what time I'm at. 23 minutes. Wow, I'm way over what I wanted to be. But I wanted to rant on that a little bit. Um, it was funny to me watching people whine about it because uh, I'm, I'm just such a proponent of four teams and think it's the best way to do it. And yeah, again, there, there's flaws with it. But I wanted to take a victory lap of this and just dance on the grave of everybody who's been crying about this subject really since it started. RIP bozos, RIP college football playoff expansion for at least four years. I'm going to enjoy these next four seasons and hell, you know, it'll probably change then. And again, I I understand that eventually it's going to expand. And if they uh, do it in a good way, then hell, I'm hell, hell, I'm open to it. But for now, I am just going to bask in this for the next uh, four seasons. And eventually y'all are going to get your little NFL junior and everything that you want with college football becoming just like the NFL. And you're going to have 16 teams in the playoff and it's going to be fair for everybody. And you're going to get new flavors in whatever, however you want to frame it. You'll eventually get your little NFL junior. But until then, RIP bozos, I'm going to be over here celebrating as we bask in the 14 playoff. That's it. That's all I got today. Uh, I really just wanted to talk my shit. This is probably like the most first takey or like that style of episode I've ever done because this is the only thing that I feel this way about. Like, I don't care uh, if you disagree with me on this one. I will. This is a hill I will die on about four teams in the college football playoff. So I just wanted to get it out there and talk a little bit of shit about it because I was so ecstatic when I ecstatic when I heard that they were sticking to four teams for the next four seasons. All right, I will end it on that. Probably gonna get some negative reviews out of this, and that's fine if you disagree. Um, but please, if you like the show, you disliked it, uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a star rating, leave a review. Uh, send me a comment, at DubsCo on Twitter. Let me know what you think, even if it's negative. Uh, go to youtube.com slash Denning. For a bunch of my highlight work, Uh, go to twostripescpd.com. That's where I have all twostripescpd.com. I need to slow down for all of uh, my write-ups, throwback player of the week, other cool stuff on there. And yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm gonna get this episode out today. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for listening to the show. Whether you agree with me or disagree with me, uh, the only reason or the main reason that I do this show isn't that it's just to make you think it's hopefully to entertain you a little bit and to make you think and hopefully I did that today again whether you agree with me or disagree with me uh, as long as you're thinking that is the that is the best thing I can do here so thank you once again for listening to the show I'll be back next week with I don't know whatever whatever else happens in college football uh, this offseason good trying to do one episode per week so I will catch you then Uh, And until then, yeah, I'm Colton Denning. This is the Two Stripes Podcast. I'll holler at you next time.